Defensive tackle, 330 pounds, run 0.02 seconds faster than Jack Cohn. I'd just like to let you know that. He was like 491, dude. That sounds about right, though. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. I got my guy in the building, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. Today's show, we're going to talk about a few predictions. Okay. Too early. Way too early predictions. Way too early. Yeah, way too early. We'll talk about offensive MVP, defensive MVP, MVP, breakout player, both sides of the ball. Number of wins, toughest game, all of that stuff. As always, we are featuring and presented by Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWhiskey.com. It's the premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. Before we get into that, and of course, for the Culture Friday, I am extremely proud to be a Chicagoan today. Mm. I got to listen to the Cool Kids' new album, and mm. that Cat Dirt dropped the unreleased King Bond album, and it's hard. It's hard. Dude, hey. I'm a, I'm an OG in these Chicago streets. OG hip hop historian. I'm an OG in these Chicago streets, and when I tell you, I was a huge, and I'm still a huge King Von fan. Like, you know, when you hear somebody and you're like, okay, he's about to go. What makes you such a fan, though? A Von? Yes. It was the first time I heard. His rhyme about the two-part joint when he was telling the story running through the 63rd Street homes. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like being from the inner city, dude, you you drive by or either spent time or walk by those homes just being around somebody's crib. So there was some familiarity. Yeah. With yeah. Things. So like hearing him paint the picture of the surroundings is like, yo, like you said, you know. Push rhymes a lot about selling, but it's really not his stories. Really not his story. You know what I'm saying? This this right here was his. This okay, this is his story. Like I know that's his story. That's that's authentic as hell. The cool kids, while they're important, is because the cool kids changed the game sonically and moved everybody in Chicago from Common Kanye. And he, the cool kids really birthed uh, Big Mensa and Chance. Mm. Like, they are the godfathers of that stem of Chicago hip-hop. Chance kind of fell off, man. Yeah, you know what? Chance is in love, dog. Not only did he fall off, but he, like, can't even – he's not the acid rapper no more. No, no. And, you know, that's, like, one of the ills of the industry, right? Like, people pull for you to be in a dark place because, you know, most people just like comedians, man. You 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 make your best music and do your best stuff from, like, pain. Yeah. You know, as an artist. And it sucks that that's the way it is. And a lot of artists fall into the trap of feeling like they have to stay there in order to keep a career 
And the truth of the matter is, take Jay, man. Jay, as long as Jay is rapping about being that hustler, everybody loves him. The moment he starts rapping about Basquiat and paintings and, you know, improving your wealth, people want to throw dirt on him. So, I don't but, know. 444 was good, though. He was I, talking. I agree with you. I agree with you. But somehow, some way, you know, it's tough to make everybody happy. It's tough to make everybody happy. So, you know, it was it's a good day in Chicago from a musical standpoint because you know, Dirk does his thing, Herbo does his thing. But Vaughn was that next one. He he was the next big one. Yeah, he had that sound. He had he that sound. The, he was the next big one out of Chicago. And it was like once again, cats feeling like they have to live up to what they rap about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's true. So it's for the Culture Friday. What we're going to do the last 10 minutes of the show is that we're going to send out the link to the studio and we're going to allow the first five LL Nation participants to hit the link to come onto the show, join the show. And ask a, <laughs> ask a question. Yeah, ask a question. Ask a question. That's, a That's question. how we do it. That's how we do it on For the Culture Friday. You know, we spend it different. We don't allow AOL Nation to get in it with us. Yeah. At, at about the 50 minute mark, you'll see the link in the comments. We'll get, we get you on. We're going to get you on. We're going to let you come on, chime in, get your shine on, as they say. Get your shine on. Get your shine on. Give me your thoughts. The combine last night, we were talking about this before we went live. Crazy speed, man. Crazy speed. Last night. I think the the real thing too is that you're seeing the the benefit. This is around the years of the kids that have been training since they were little. Mm -hmm. Which is different than when I was growing up, where you you really start taking it serious in high school, you know junior year sophomore year you really getting into it now after that generation these kids have been training since they were six years old every day it is it is now it's different because it was the one that did it like deshaun jackson trained when he was younger and all that stuff now he's big time whoopty whoop now all the kids are training at that age and it's making it even more competitive so it's it's Running a four three is almost not even good anymore. The <laughs> amount of four threes that was ran from the receivers and it just ramps up the uh, amount of talent that is that is evolving within you know doing this combine and and the football players that are evolving and becoming more athletes than just position players. Yeah. Which we saw that trend happen in recruiting right now in college football, especially with Notre Dame recruiting so many two-way, like Emil Wagner, even the big guys are two-ways, you know. So right. seeing the athleticism grow in college football, it's not a surprise to see that transfer to the highest level of the combines or the showcase for the young group of guys getting ready to go to the NFL. It's good to see that. But there's a lot of talent. You know, this is where uh, you can close your eyes and pick anybody and come out with a, a receiver you can feel like you can work with. Heck, yeah. You know, I already do. There was a picture t trending last night 
it was uh Jameson, Olave, and uh Gary Wilson after the uh the testing in the hallways. And I think somebody tweeted out the Clemson DBs are still shaking. And I said to myself, like, yo. Can you imagine how it was for Justin Fields to go from those three dudes and go to that trash receiving core for the Bears, dude? First of all, Al Robinson is not bad. I said, I said the trash receiving core. He's only one, and he wait, was a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the uh, the short uh, number eighteen? Uh, uh, not eighteen. What's the little short receiver y'all got? The slot receiver. You mean Darnell Mooney? Darnell Mooney's nice. He's a two, maybe a three. And then who else do you have? You have all the you have the fifty tight ends that you guys got. Cole Komet, he's up in there. Cole ain't it right now. David Montgomery's not bad. I said receivers. You keep you trying to. I'm just saying the team's not. The team's you, act not like, you act like that dude once again. I just named you three first round receivers. He threw to his year last year at Ohio State, and you start giving me Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Add in no offensive line as well. And you want to talk about the Bears got talent. I don't know about you, man. You, you're not ready to be a GM yet. You're wait, wait for the division, the Bears are all right. For the division, the Bears are all right. Obviously, the Packers are good in the NFC, but yeah, that's just the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. But – the Lions? Y'all say y'all don't have better picks than the Lions. Come on. No, first of all, the Lions are dude, stop. So we okay, we can agree on that. Yes. And the Vikings, y'all can y'all can get the Vikings at least one of the two times. Dude, but that's not saying much. You understand what I'm saying? But the, that puts y'all second in the division right there. <laughs> you, you just brought up the Vikings like <laughs> dude. We can blindly we can blindly pick from a piece of paper and draft better than the Lions. That's okay. Well, y'all better than two teams in the y'all own division. So now y'all just gotta just y'all can get Aaron Rodgers once a year, you know, provided y'all got the right defense. You know. Well, my point is <laughs> as a quarterback, the game is really easy when you have that amount of talent on the field. Like, I forgot Jamison Williams scored a touchdown in that semifinal game for Ohio State. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this yeah. dude scored, was playing in the slot, and then decided to leave to go be a number one. That's what Georgia players did for Alabama. That's what Georgia did for, and left to go to Alberta. He left Georgia, won a national championship, left to go to Alabama to be a number one and get to the NFL draft. So that picture plays into something else. When you have a picture like that, and notice this, the last two days, Ryan Day has been on Rich Eisen. He's been on the NFL Network. And he's been on ESPN. All because of the three wide receivers. Yeah. And the fact that they put 10 guys in the draft last year and they're putting more guys in the draft this year. That is what we're trying to build up to in Notre Dame. Yes, yeah. we have Kyle Hamilton. Yes, we have Kyron Williams. I'll get to Kyron Williams in a minute. But you want depth. You want numbers going into the draft. You want the NFL calling Marcus Freeman saying, 
yo, we need you here in Indy to talk about your guys at the combine. We need you on the field watching them run their 40s. You need that. That's like free, dude, that's free buzz for Ryan Day to, to recruits. That's free buzz. And that's what Marcus Freeman is trying to build. He's trying, right. to get the, he's trying to get the program to that point. Ultimately, I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. Maybe two recruiting cycles. I mean, it's Notre Dame, so you know he's going to be hot off the rip with nine games in his pocket. It just comes down to how do you build on that and what's the momentum going from season to season? Like, obviously, if he won that Ohio – I mean, if he won the Oklahoma State game, the momentum would be greater going into Ohio State. Yeah. Momentum's kind of at a, at a simmer because they still feel good about what he's doing with the program. This Ohio State game will get us boiling over the top if we come out with that victory, and that's going to help recruiting and just the momentum of the team for those games that we really need to win. Shout out to my boy, EA number 36 bus, six tray all day. No doubt. That's only in Chicago, baby. Only in Chicago. Yeah. You stand, you stand on the wrong side of 6-3, you in trouble, bro. It's, it's the craziest thing in the world, bro. I swear to, it makes absolute no, it makes sense to everybody here. But to anybody outside of Chicago, when I tell people, Make sure you're standing on the right side of the street if you're on 63rd. That's it. Because if you're walking down 63rd and you are literally standing on the wrong side of the street, you might have a problem. Sheesh. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. So this is special for you, my friend. Question to you. It's for the culture for high day. So we get into different topics. I want you to check out what DeAndre Aiden and the Phoenix Suns were listening to. They oh, that young boy. They were supposed to be warming up. Tell me, and then tell me what should be playing in Notre Dame Stadium when they're on the field in 2022 to start off our predictions. This is just a little snippet of DeAndre Aiden and his teammates pregame. <laughs> Bro, these fools are supposed to be shooting around, <laughs> getting ready for the game. And the young boy came on, and they just, they just lost it. This is the example of what the culture has turned into when yeah. guys and kids, yeah. kids especially, sitting in the room, mm -hmm. playing 2K, and got YouTube on. And Young Boy is the number one streaming artist on YouTube for this reason right here. It's guys that be sitting in the crib all day, get after practice, they go to the crib, play the game, and put the speaker right next to the ear and play YouTube all day. Yeah. All day. And the YouTube artists they playing is Young Boy. Yeah. It's like it's like Young Boy got it. You know, as yeah. soon as he got on YouTube, started dropping music, every kid, even when we, we used to do, that's why Tavon Austin's highlight tape. Is one of the greatest, greatest creations on YouTube 
for any athlete out there. Everybody, as soon as you play the song, everybody knows what it is. They don't think of the artist. Yeah. They think of highlight tape on YouTube. That's how impactful yeah. YouTube was for uh, all athletes, for especially football and basketball growing up. So when you think about it, 2022, Tyler Buckman and the rest of the Fighting Irish are out there an hour before the game, going through warm-ups. What should they be playing, bro? What should they be rocking out to? See, no, like, forget, no, 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 forget all restrictions. Forget all restrictions. There are no restrictions. We're talking about the culture. For the culture, what should be rocking that even the opposing team is going to be like, okay. The recruits are going to be like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll what we're playing and where we're at just isn't believable for that. You know, you it's, it's, it's lucky lefty. Everything is believable. Okay, so so when we went to Clemson, right? We went to Clemson. Okay. The DJ and the DJ playing all the all the best songs at the time, but the feeling there was different though. You know, like it doesn't matter what they're playing, if it's current and playing it at that place, it makes the vibe intimidating. So basically what you're saying, what you're saying is it won't matter because of the people in the stands. That's that's what you're saying. Half of that, and well, the fact that it's, it's at an hour before the game, bro. It's you just, can't. You can't. How how much can you do with touchdown? Jesus looking at you. How high can you really? You're intimidated. Can you really? You really in the place where you like, man? I'm about to. I'm about to show you, Jesus. I'm about to prove to you, Jesus. Man, Jesus. You gotta be on my side. Jesus gave young boy the talent, bro. See, but that's. <laughs> It's it's gonna motivate the other team, you know. That's the type of place Notre Dame is. That's why it's a Super Bowl every time we play anybody, Toledo to Clemson. It's a Super Bowl game, and they play like it because they get inspired just like we do. They get the same inspiration we do. As soon as they get up there, they hear anything. Phil Collins, the young boy. It's the same same thing they keep getting. <laughs> That's why we can't ever just go into a game where we like, man, we about to surprise the hell out of this team. We can never. Dude. Every team is like, man, we're playing Notre Dame. It's, I don't need I, the Disney Channel song. <laughs> Give me hype if I'm playing Notre Dame because I know I got touchdown Jesus watching. It's just something about the gold helmets or something. I don't know. <laughs> Rex Mike. Oh, chiming in. Thank you, Rex Mike. Malik's attitude is one of the most Notre Dame style cats ever. It's serious. It's like no. It's the reason why everybody's frustrated when we playing games that we can't dominate teams like we should be is because every team thinks they're us playing us. They're like, we're the story to talk about. We're the underdog. Mm -hmm. This this is all. This is the whole season right here. We got to do the damn thing. Every team plays inspired playing us. My boy Eugene Williams tapping in said, "Touchdown Jesus can hit the gritty, dude." I mean, yeah, that's what they think. That's why they go in there. They try to all of that. So we we don't do a great job of just motivating ourselves without motivating the other team. All right, bro. Look, going to spring. Oh, before we get to that, because I'll forget. Let's let's listen to. Hey, this kills me, man. I, we were always upset that Kyron was sitting at the 
ranked as the fourth running back in this draft class. And we're like, dude, come on, man. Not all around. Nah, you need to watch that film. I don't care what the numbers look like. Watch that film. And he was asked about at the media uh, day for him. He was asked about being put in a box as just a third down, third down guy by a lot of NFL scouts and questioning his toughness. And this is what Kyron Williams had to say. Yeah, I like, like, I do not like, I don't like hearing that. Like I, when I heard that, when I hear what you hear that, I would, you know, emphasize me being an all down back, me, me being able to get in a slot first and second down. And then on third down, if you need me to run inside the tackles or run outside the tackles or even pass pro, like I could do that too. So like, I see myself as a complete back and all downs and be able to do it all. Okay. I was a defensive player before I was an offensive player. Like I grew up playing middle linebacker in high school. I was a safety, so like I don't I don't shy away from contact because I know the way that they're coming. Like it's at the end of the day, it's a mentality thing. Like who's gonna be? It's the, the uh, biggest. Like it's like, I got like a big on big type of thing. So I'm gonna insert my dominance and let them know that I'm gonna be there every single play, no matter if I'm trying to run you over, if I'm pass pro, it doesn't matter. I don't see what people miss with Kyron Williams, bro. Like this dude. All last year, he was basically getting hit in the backfield behind the line of scrimmage and still made it happen. Still yeah. averaged over four yards per carry. Now, I will say this. Last year, he danced around just a little bit too much. He could have been a little bit more forceful. He was a productive back, dude. I mean, this dude can go play. Can put him in a slot. He catches slants. He catches wheel routes. He catches screen passes, makes people miss. He can run short, short yardage, goal line, breaks tackles. Come on, man. He's not an all-around back. He's not a Debo Samuels. That's an all-around back. I think he's more. It's hard to say he's he definitely is more of a third round. I mean a third down back than he is a all-time back. Dude, the NFL. Because you have to ask yourself, Saquon Barkley's not an every-down back, and Kyron Williams is not more explosive than Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley's not even an every-down back. You think of an every-down back, you're thinking of a guy like a Jonathan Taylor, like a Derrick Henry, like a Melvin Gordon, like a like the style of and physicality of those guys. Kyron's just – even Alvin Kamara, who is an all-around back in the running back sense, is still a physically bigger than what Kyron is as a all-around back. I think Kyron is great all-around for the college level, but I mean, this is professional football with grown men. Like, you know, there's only so much dominance you can assert before you like, man, let me <laughs> let me uh <laughs> Let me get right around here. Let me run the right way, you know. So I do think there's a, a – a, he'll he'll find out, you know, more about probably what's safer for him is probably third down back. And he can be very productive because he's shown the skill set to do that. I think that's more valuable than even being a every down because every down back don't last that long anyway. The only kid, in my opinion, that really showed during the season that he was a workhorse that's in front of him is the kid out of Michigan State. 
Brees Hall was only getting 17, 18 carries at Iowa State. And Brees Hall is smart, smaller than uh, Kyron Williams. Yeah, but Brees Hall not, he's not looked at as every down back either. Yeah, this is my thing, though. Now you're talking about what the NFL is today. This is not the NFL 10 years ago, not even 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. This dude, what are you talking about? Heck, if you're a versatile back, you that's every down. He passing on first down 60% of the time. Yeah, well, you got to go to the right team. You know, Kyron is more like a Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's not getting every down carries. Even though Zeke's there, he wouldn't get every down carries anyway. Most yeah, what, does that, what does that really mean, though? Like, means that most of the ball, you're only running the ball 37% of the time in the league. Like, Derrick Henry is a one-on-one. Like, ain't nobody like Derrick Henry. Like, in the league, period. There is no Derrick Henry other than Derrick Henry. Kyron is more of like a a, a, a more talented Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay had a good career, a short term career running inside the tackles, and after a while, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work like that. So now, I'll give you that he does have to go to a team with another complimentary back. Yeah, it's got to be one or two. He doesn't have the frame to be like a Le'Veon, like the other Michigan State running back who can solo at least for the first two or three years mm-hmm. before they supplement him. Even Zeke was supplemented his third, fourth year with a guy like Tony Pollard. So Kyron, I don't think it's would be smart for him to just be thrown into every carry back. I think it would be better for him to be complimented at a better team. You know, that's why I think even if he slips, it would be better career-wise than it would be for him to go very high and in a position where he's like in the Oakland well, even in Oakland, I think that'd be great. Him and Josh Jacobs, you know, go out there and do it. Yeah, so Josh, Josh is the run hard in between the tackle, dude. I feel like I'm calling it already. I'm already I'm already calling it. He's gonna end up being in Oakland. So I'm saying it here now. He might I'm not Oakland, I'm sorry. In Las Vegas, he may be a raider. He may you know be where raider. you know where else he could go in the second round. Sean may will use the hell out of Kyron Williams, dog. You think so? Even with Cam Akers back there? Dude, Cam Akers was real shaky, bro. When he, he came was back, he was, he was real shaky. Okay. He was real shaky. But Cam Akers is the inside runner. Yeah. You know, Kyron in the passing game, once again, that's an extra weapon. You know, you get – it's really not about the team. It's about the offensive mind. So now we have to go find the best offensive minds and creators in the NFL. Yeah, if he goes like the Jets, it's a yeah. If he goes like Shanahan, Shanahan will find a way to use him. But I, I don't know if he's not a Debo though. You know, has to be a Debo. You see the running backs he makes, dude. He he goes and grabs running backs in the seventh round, and all of a sudden they up running for like a thousand yards in his offense. Like he just find, he finds a way. Like I don't know. seventh round. No, the running back they had this year was like a six-round pick. Who, Mozart? No, 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 not Mozart. The uh, the young man that was, uh, I want to say he started out in camp as like the third or fourth string. Oh. But what does he run? What does he run, in your opinion? Who, Kyron? Yeah. He's a four or five guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they officialed at a, a high four or five. 
I mean, do you think he got blazing speed? Hey, you're the one saying they pay big money to, to knock a tenth off, bro. Yeah, but I think for TV, you know, especially after how they gassed up the receivers, I think he'll run good on TV, but his official will be in the four or five, in the high four or fives. The high four or fives? Officially. Now, unofficial, I think he'll hit the low four or five. He may run Elijah, a Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Okay. Rookie out of Louisiana. I do think he's better on the West Coast, like a Vegas, a Cardinals, a, a Rams. I think that's more his style, the Chargers. I think if he goes to like Philly or something, it'd just be a little different for him. Yeah. Liza Mitchell is like six round pick, bro. You know, that's that's the NFL. That's what makes the NFL so great. And make and really financially hits running backs as they approach that second contract because the game allows for the supply to be so plentiful to the NFL because you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to go get 20 Derrick Henrys. You know, you can go find a kid from Louisiana, Lafayette, you know, that comes in, that can catch, that can run. And as long as he knows how to run this stretch play in my offense – with this offensive line, he's good. We don't have to waste a first-round pick or a second-round pick on a running back. So that's actually the blessing in today's game. You know, it's yeah. not what do. I can't – Zeke was a bruiser, like you said, but the wear and tear, you're starting to see it in season four. There's only so many guys like Derrick Henry, bro, that can just – That's right. I'll run you, stiff arm you, run you over, juke you. They don't exist. You know, they existed in bulk maybe, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Definitely more supply of those guys in college. But now I look at the kids that are being recruited, like the kid we showed the other day that Notre Dame just offered out of St. Louis, out of Christian Brothers. Slightly built. You yeah. know, you said, yo, he reminds me of GB. All right. Is that a that's not an every down back? <laughs> He's not gonna be an every down back in college or in the pros. That's why you love Audric Estimate so much. Because that's a dude you can line up and give him the ball 20 times, and when he gets to carry 15, 16, 17, and 18, no one wants to tackle. Yeah. No one yeah. wants to tackle him anymore. And you don't see that. That's my favorite running back right now out of that group. Nobody can do that. You know, I don't think Logan can hold up as well as Estimate could doing that, which makes Estimate, in my opinion, a better choice because he's a guy, like you said, can close out a game where 18 carries is, is – he's only getting better. 18 carries for the other guys in the room, that's a career day. Mm -hmm. They done caught it. They done got a special team something. They done got it, you know, all type of different handoffs, reverses. Yeah. It can't be different with all your X-Men. If he had 150 rushing yards there, 150 impactful yards because he's going vertical. You know, you know, it's not, it's not a trick of a dick -em. It's a run play in a crucial part of the game or to close out the half or some part where 
is going to be needed, yeah. which still that's the football part of the team that he's a very important part of. So what did you think about your boys last night? What did you think about your namesake, first of all? The dude has a cannon, my Cat Malik Willis has a cannon. I just and I didn't know he scored very high in the Wonder League, whatever you make of that. But this is what irks me, man. There was an unnamed scout that said we were shocked at how intelligent he was on the board. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean, dog? Like it's 2022. Are we still doing this? What do you mean? You were shocked how intelligent he was on the board. Well, you know, when in college, well, you know, first of all, they're going to give us that anyway. But, you know, in college, especially at a team like Liberty, you're not thinking that the playbook as is as sophisticated as what other places would be, especially if you have an athletic quarterback, a guy that, you know, you can call throw right and he can just make something happen like he does. So you wouldn't think that maybe his understanding of different concepts or whatever the case may be. Well, bro, this is a team like Baylor. Like if I like the quarterback, I like the quarterback from Baylor, but I already know their offense is trash. So <laughs> if I go to the combine and he go up there and we start talking about some real stuff, I know he's not gonna know. And that's not because of who he is, because I know Baylor's offense is trash 1,000%. I know they're not teaching nothing for real. So I'm assuming that these scouts are like, if Baylor's is trash, I know Liberty's can't be that much more in-depth. So when he's going up there, explain. you'd be surprised that the guys that are highly touted, especially in these senior bowls and this, that, and the third, that go in there and don't know real football concepts, you'd be like, wow, what are they really – you know, you've gotten away with a lot. So that's, you know, obviously the shock value of the guy saying that kind of past that because we already know what it is. So getting to what he possibly could mean, I get it. But, you know, the kid, it's hard to say anything bad about him. So if that's what you're pulling up, I mean, you can't really tell that in a, in a football setting anyway. I thought Sam Howell threw the ball accurate, threw it very well. And the quarterback group overall, Jack was solid. Jack was him. Jack was him. You know what I mean? You have to have a solid offensive line, give him an opportunity and a time to throw. And if you give him time to throw, Jack, can he can make some good throws and dissect you a little bit. He is who he is. He's going to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. And he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, Jack's just going to get a nice little squad and hang out on the team and you know, he's going to be it. He's going to show some flashes in preseason where they'll talk about him going into camp, and then you won't hear about him for the whole season because you'll forget. And then week 17, they're resting everybody. He'll pop up and have 200 yards or something. And then, you know, he'll survive and go to another team. And then by year five, he's training some young superstar at, at the Lions or something because they'll still suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know how Jack career is going to go. We know how Jack career is going to go. Now, we go to Kenny Pickett, who is ranked the number one quarterback. It was funny that the story broke about a month ago that Pat Garduzzi was mad because Notre Dame tried to get him to transfer to Notre Dame for his senior year. And he was, you know, eight. I think his hands are like eight and seven, three quarters. Small hands, that's why he wears the gloves. 
Look, man. I was never overly impressed by Kenny Pickett. I think he vastly improved his first start at Notre Dame Stadium. He was always athletic, could always make some plays off schedule. And he's gotten better as a quarterback with his anticipation and with his uh, accuracy. But, dude, I think every quarterback in last year's draft class would be drafted ahead of every quarterback in this class. Like, literally. I think so, too. You know, you need somebody to talk about. I don't think Kenny Pickett is necessarily bad, but, I mean, you know, he came out at the right time. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if he came out last year, he wouldn't even be in the same conversation. But that's what matters about how the league is about timing and a little bit of luck. Yeah. Coming out of the time where he's head and shoulders above athletically and hype-wise above the other guys that are coming out. It's not necessarily he's the best – Overall, but at the time, he's one of the best picks, so you got to boost up somebody. So I do think he's positioned himself well to get drafted very high. And then it doesn't matter after that. You know, I don't think, you know, is he going to become Peyton Manning? Probably not, but probably have more of a Carson Wentz trajectory. He gets drafted high enough, get a chance early. Teams will catch on about year two, and then he'll probably fade to black like the rest of them. You know who will be an interesting destination for Kyron? First of all, because there's a need, tremendous need due to all of the injuries they had the position last year. Baltimore. With Dobbins? Dobbins is coming off of ACL. Brian Edwards is nice. Edwards is coming off of ACL Achilles. Yeah. I'm just saying, like with the injuries, it might be opportunity there for a youngster. Spread oh, offense, spread offense with. I mean, Lamar demands a lot of attention, so that could be a fit. All I'm saying is, don't let Kyron get to somebody like Shanahan or McVeigh, dude. Just <laughs> if you do, you'll see how productive he can be in the NFL. Yeah, with the right team, Kyrie can really go crazy, especially with the Patriots or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because look at McCaffrey; he can't stay. He can't stay healthy. Because they, you know, you know how I feel about that. But Kyron definitely, uh, you know, with a team that it's all about fit, you know, because it doesn't even yeah. matter where you go, because they know a certain place you go is just gonna be a dead end. Yo, Rob Tidoff, thank you for tagging in. Uh, let's see. Shauna Malik, what should my Steelers do in 2022 for a quarterback? Well, they're going black on the staff, so. Man. <laughs> I mean, if they trying to prove a point, they proved it. <laughs> I think between – they really love Mason. I mean, he done found his little way in there, and I don't think he's the answer. No, I don't think he's the answer either. But you dealing with two quarterbacks, in my opinion, that are the same, just different colors, you know, just different jersey number and different colors. They they add the same production value to me. Mm. But I think if they drafted somebody out of this class, do I think they could shake up the roster a little bit? Maybe if they got Malik Willis. It's a bunch of weapons. Yeah, if they got Malik Willis, they might have something. Rob, ask me this question 
after March 16th. Because if Pittsburgh goes out and solidifies that offensive line, if they solidify that offensive line, then you could possibly go get somebody with heavy experience like a Sam Howe. Somebody that's played three, four years in college. Or Desmond Ritter. I saw Desmond Ritter with depth. Somebody like Desmond Ritter who can be trustworthy. Yeah, West guy. And they won't have to win the game. They can depend on the run game and the defense because that defense is top five. He can make plays with his feet, and he has enough on the arm to take advantage of the big player, the big time uh, deep threats you have on the outside. Desmond Ritter definitely makes the most sense. Uh, I agree with Irish one. I think Desmond Ritter, from a location standpoint and experience, and you know he looks like a a Steeler quarterback from his his size. He's not a small guy. The Steelers don't have small guys on the roster now, so that that makes the most sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's he going to be head and shoulders above Mason and Dwayne? I, I think they're all probably in the same boat. <laughs> So it's the, I mean, you know, life after Ben Roethlisberger is always going to be a little tough if you're not luckily knocking out the park like a Cincinnati did, because that's what you got to think too. Who are you competing with in the conference? I mean, I mean, you got some, you got some heavy hitters with Joe and, and Bacon Lamar. So you want somebody of that caliber, uh, maybe yeah. that Ritter can push the bunch. But you make the game, the offensive line, for the Steelers, if they solidify that, you make the game closer with the Bengals just from doing that because now Najee becomes even more of a factor to help out whatever quarterback you They have plenty of weapons at wide receiver and tight end. Plenty. So that's not the issue. Yeah. And knowing them, they're probably going to add another wide receiver that they'll find. They find one every year that comes in He's another threat, and he adds to the depth of that room, and they always find somebody at the linebacker position. They do. And, yeah. and, I, and I think what's important, too, is that, like, the Steelers are a solid foundation, uh, organization, organization where they – where they develop it, everything. They're going to develop the right way, those guys the right way. They're going to be committed to those guys through thick and thin. I mean, we done seen – the 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 most diva players come through there and you not know they are diva until about year 15, year 10, year eight, you know, deep into it. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of protecting their players. So yeah. Uh, I think that's just a it's just an organization you should want to go to if you any of these quarterbacks. That would definitely be an organization I would want to play for. Mike Tom been holding it down, man. Never a losing season. You can't go wrong. They can Omar Epps, Michael Parks tapping in. Lifelong Steelers fan from the 70s, Deshaun Watson a bust. Look, Deshaun Watson is going to make somebody happy this offseason. Absolutely. He's going to end up somewhere. You know, I just hope that he gets a chance to get back on track. You know, missing that much football and and bouncing back to be a top five quarterback is is a feat that more more of the Michael Jordan route, you know, take a year off and come back. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's start, man. Give me your offensive way too early offensive MVP. It should be either Blake Fisher or Tyler Buckner. I think if we have the season we want to have, it's going to be because of Tyler Buckner 
he's going to be that piece that's going to take us over the edge because we're going to have a stalemate, if not better, roster than most teams we're playing. Mm. So because of that, you got to guide the ship the right way and we'll be all right. And I think that the team will play better off of Tyler Buckner if he's playing at an elite level. And if that's happening, I'm sure he'll be the MVP of the offense. I'm going to go chalk and say Michael Mayer. But that's depending if they throwing it. You know, if they're going to be running it because they don't like Tyler throwing it as much. Then I'm, I'm going to go chalk and say Michael Mayer gets 75 catches. He gets over 1,000. More catches than last year? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He's going to do it. Are you kidding me? Who do you think Tyler's going to look for more than anybody? First time starter from the jump. He's staring Michael Mayer down. That's first option. Majority of the plays. They're not throwing it enough for Michael Mayer to get 75. That's what I'm saying. They play 14 games. They play what, 12? You think, Tyler, you think Tyler Buckner is going to uh, throw as many times as Jack Cohn will ever throw in a game? Dude, if Michael Mayer can correct his drops, wait a minute. If Michael Mayer can, can correct his drops, he drops about two to three balls a game. So now you're talking about Michael Mayer dropping on top of them, barely throwing it to him? That's going to be that's six catches a game. If he can give me six receptions a game, that's 72. Just six. This game, he can't give me six receptions a game. Is he gonna have six in a virtual Ohio state? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You guarantee that. Yep, we can make a bet. We can bet that. So, what's Ohio State's game plan defensively going into the game? You think they're not gonna look at double Michael Mayer first? Yeah, and Lorenzo's gonna eat their tail up in the first half. I hope so. Yeah, no, that's what I'm <laughs> Rizzo's gonna tear the tail and do a hole, and then Michael Mayer's gonna get pissed. Yeah, I want and they DBs are trash anyway. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. Okay, that's what I'm hoping for too. Okay, Double that's... team him early. Yeah. Zone's gonna tell you a new a hole along with the rest of the wide receivers that are finally being coached, and Michael Mayer is gonna take over in the second half. Absolutely, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. Six, give me six for eighty <laughs> and a tight in the horseshoe. Okay. I'm fine with that. He gonna need six to eight at least if we got to come out with that victory. If he gives me six for eighty yards every game, he'll get close to seventy-five and a thousand. That should be yo, like Michael Jordan used to say, eight points a quarter, man. You can average thirty points. It's not hard. Stop thinking about the thirty. Just score eight a quarter. That's eight it. A quarter. That's eight a good a way of compartmentalizing. That's it. Give me three catches a half, Mike. Come on, Michael, man. You can't catch three balls per half. That's all I need from you, man. That's all I need from you. Lucky Lefty Podcast featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWhiskey.com. It's the premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. We're getting to that time almost where we'll be sending out the link. First five. First five fans to hit the link. Join us in the studio. You'll be a part of the show. It's Friday, it's for the culture, and we spin it different right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Now, give me your defensive MVP. Who I do I want it to be? I want it to be Prince Collie. Okay. I, to be okay. Prince Collie. I think 
it's a breakout year for the linebackers. This is the linebacker year, bringing in the MFA the right way. Okay. We done recruited. We done talked about it. We done highlighted enough. Yeah. One of the linebackers going to break out this year, and my bet is on Prince Colley yeah. to hold down the, the, the vets and bring in the young guys, show them how it's done. Uh, he's going to be in the middle of defense. So yeah. the most action's right there, and I hope that uh, – that's our guy. That's the guy that's going to lead the charge if we're going to be top defense in the country. You know me, bro. I always have to have video evidence for my predictions, bro. No, that's true. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I get that. I my, get this that. is my defensive MVP right here. Bro. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb. I ain't even doing no more talking. Ain't nothing to say. Ain't nothing to talk about. This is how you going to hear from me. Hold on. That's 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 my defensive MVP. That's my pick. Yeah, that's my pick. He when he tweeted that out today, when he tweeted that out today, he was letting everybody in Notre Dame fan fan base, the Notre Dame fan base, know I'm not switching the wide receiver. Stop all that talk. I'm a safety. I'm about to be a boss back here. We're about to make it happen. Brandon Joseph will have a better season than Xavier Watts. I'll tell you that. How do you know? Because anybody that's switching over that's, that's saying I'm okay. That's too easy. It's too easy to say Brandon Joseph. I thought about picking Brandon Joseph. That's just the easy pick. I can't pick Michael uh, Mayer. The easy pick is our guy, you know who? Oh, Fosky. Not Fosky. Who are you thinking? Easy pick? Kim Hart. They don't throw enough. That's an MVP. That's an MVP. That's a point. That's a point. He's not gonna give up yards. He's not gonna give up touchdowns. MVP. If he gets shut down one half of the field, we got the linebackers and Prince Collie going crazy. Oh, it's a good day. What you go? What are you gonna do? So let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. As much as we love Cam, hold on. As much as we love Cam. The most action he's going to see all season is going to be that first game. First game. Oh, oh first they game. I don't know if he's going to be MVP. They're going to throw at him. They don't do – CJ don't care. No, CJ don't care. They don't throw at him. They're calling pass plays. They're not right. calling like Drake London, throw to Drake London. They're calling pass plays. Like we're right. just going to throw it in the regular routes. Right. You know, one, two, three. We're going to yeah. go through the whole thing. We're not worried yeah. about you. So if Cam locks down, he's MVP of the season. Because yeah. you know he's gonna do it versus SC. Right. You know, if he if he locks down OSU, then I'm calling picks against Caleb Williams. I'm, and I love Caleb Williams. <laughs> I'm calling picks versus Caleb Williams. He locked down OSU. Dude, Caleb Williams is gonna get sacked probably like seven times. That offensive line is gonna be trash once again. See, I don't know. Caleb Williams is nice now. Okay. Have a good game, nice. but this is the game where Fosky can get in that first round. He sacked Caleb enough. Most improved play offense. I'd probably say Logan Diggs. 
I think I saw too much good and bad. I want to see, you know, a streamline of him being consistent this next season because I think he's going to be a big part of the team. Mm-hmm. Even though running back by committee, I think he's going to be out there first. So if he's consistent, I think the running back room is going to be feeding off of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Deion Cozy, I see. I think Deion Cozy has an opportunity to be most improved. Jay Thomas, I think, has an opportunity. Yeah. You know well, he's just starting out, so he'll hey, probably the biggest impact. We can just say the, the entire offensive line, but that's we know that's happening because of Harry. Yeah, Harry going to turn that thing around quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, by the way, man, there's a there's a fan of our show that says you have blocked them on Twitter. Who? I'm, I'm about to tell you, man. He's a fan of the show. And he's like, man, Malik blocked me, and I don't know what I said. Will Chesney. Will Chesney. I got Will Chesney. How you spell it? How you spell it? You want me to give you his Twitter handle? It's that right now. Let me see. It's Will3KRAY. Will3KRAY. He said you blocked him, man. Why would I? He said you blocked. All right, man, I unblocked you, man. I got him unblocked. You got him unblocked? Will, I got you unblocked like I told you I would. I got you unblocked. Give me your most improved on the defensive side of the ball so we can get to our fans. Most improved on defensive side of the ball? Yes, sir. Outside of Clarence Lewis is probably one of the mother linebackers. I want to see Maris. I really want to see Maris get in there and shake it up, man, coming off of that ACL injury. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with – I'm going to stay in the secondary, and I'm going to go with Houston Griffin. Mm. I'm going to That's go with the influence of Brandon Joseph on the back end. Houston Griffith will finally meet expectations. Mm. I think he'll meet expectations. Okay. Give me your way too early record. And then we'll get to our fans before we get to uh you know what. Way too early record. I got us going 10 and 2. I got us going 11 and 1 because I'm talking that ish in the horseshoe. So yeah. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not feeling good about Ohio State yet. Dude, I'm already talking that, so I'm staying with that. Early, all the way up to the kickoff, and then we split Clemson and you. I don't even think it would be USC. I think I told you. I think we go into the USC game with a chance to go to the the uh, college football playoff. I told you that. I like those odds. So that makes a little sense. All right, man. So we thank you guys for uh, jumping in. We got cats on the line. And let's see who should we bring up first. Let's put let's put up the gold background. Let's put up the gold background for our fans. Let's go to Ty B. What's going on, hey. Ty? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we got you. All right, brothers, what's good? It's good. It's got good. the gold bricks up there. I see you. I like that. 
That's right. <laughs> hey, yo, Malik. Hey, I seen you in 2013 at the Blue and Gold game. You heard you had the buff face. You heard you had the low season. But you know, you don't grew up, big dog. I see you, man. You in the West Coast. I'm in the West Coast now myself. I'm from Boston and all that. But, you know, That's respect, right. man. I show crazy love, bro. ND all the way. But I, I ain't going to front. I put something on the um, on the comment the other day, yesterday, matter of fact. Like, you was my favorite quarterback out of everybody since I've been watching Notre Dame. And it was more like a, the best that never was. And, you know, I That's don't want to get into all the extra, but, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I appreciate that, man. That's real, man. I Obviously, I wish I could have got a little bit more time in there, but it means a lot that the short time that I did get, that you 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 took a lot from that, man. I appreciate that. Hey, Tom, where did you grow up? What what uh, part of Boston? I'm, did you... I'm, from, I'm from New Bedford, Massachusetts. It's a, it's a um, smaller city on the outskirts. Wow. Yeah it's, a, it's, um, yeah, it's a smaller city on the outskirts. Where I'm from... Um, it's like a huge uh, community of like Portuguese people and West African with Zion, which is Cape Verdean. That's um that's usually like the, the black the black um population. Like that's real, um, yeah, hell yeah. So it's, very, very, it's very it's very it's very it's very diverse where I'm from in Boston. Like that whole Boston area, you find all types of nationalities and a lot of people everywhere. haven't even heard of my nationality. So yeah. up. What yeah. brought you to the West Coast? Um, to be honest, my wife's a traveling nurse, so we came out here and then we just loved it. So we was like, hey, we staying. Stay, we stay. We stay. Yeah. yeah, they got the palm trees back home, they got ice storms. Man, I'm cooling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's good, Yo, right. If, if the missus is a traveling nurse, you eating good, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> I drop big rigs, you know what I mean? Okay. That's dope. Yeah, so you all over too. Well, man, we appreciate you supporting us, fam. Always, always, you know that. For sure. Thanks, Todd. Right, Thanks. Thanks. All right. Next up, we got Rob Tidall. Rob, thank you for tapping in as always. How you doing this evening, man? Good. How are you, Sean? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Hey, Malay. Good seeing you, Rob. What's up, man? Good. I got the play like the champion sign in back of me. That's what's up. And my Steelers. And the Steelers, hey, I'll tell you what, they chase Claypool out there doing a good job for you. Yeah, you just got to get that quarterback. So where, where do you want them to go for quarterback? You asked us, what, what direction would you like them to take? Um, I don't want to draft a quarterback because none of those quarterbacks really impress me. I that. just want to get a solid veteran. I'm starting to warm up to like Mariota, Trubinsky, because I think a lot of it too is like where you're drafted. I think Trubinsky with the Bears just didn't have that supporting cast. Yeah. It's all about the timing. Because, I, I mean, let's say Tom Brady gets drafted by the Browns. Do we know who he is? Probably That's not. Yeah. Probably not. It's all about that perfect fit. So, I know those two haven't been the greatest in the pros, but I'll take them. Yeah. I mean, this might be the time to just release Josh Dobbs and let him do his thing out there. Yeah, He's really. been for long enough. He's got the athleticism. Yeah, I mean, he's a veteran. He's a veteran veteran at this point. He's like Tyrod Taylor years. Right, right. But, yeah, I, I mean, but I do think they got to draft someone at some point, but I just don't think it's in 2022, maybe more next year. We need to find that. I hate to say a Band-Aid, but that bridge quarterback this year. That Jack Cone. <laughs> For a backup, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll, I'll t- he'll be our Charlie Batch of the future. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> so where are expectations right now, you know, for the fan base? Are you guys still pretty much where all the expectations are every year, which is you want to win the Super Bowl as a still I mean, that's where I'm at, but realistically, I think – I think like you said earlier, Sean, we got to get that offensive line. I want some mashers up there. Yeah. I'd love to get Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Yeah. Um, Cause I think Kendrick green is more of a guard, not a center, mm-hmm. but if they can get two, if not three new offensive linemen, let's just say two. I mean, kind of like Ben's rookie year, have a good, you know, offensive line, great defense, all that supporting cast and just be a game manager. Well, I think starting uh, March 16th, we'll see Yeah, you know, what they do. Let me see. How much cap space do they have? They got a lot. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at this right now. They have a lot of cap space. So if they can go and solidify that offensive line before the draft, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, to me, that offensive line is the first need. And then, like I said, if one of those quarterbacks drop in the third round, like a Sam Howell or someone – yeah. Okay, snag him up, but let's just get that offensive line ready to go. Like I said, I want some, I want some big boys up there, some mashers, maybe even another D lineman, um, middle linebacker. Because I don't know if Devin Bush is. I don't know about I don't know about those Michigan guys. Devin yeah, Bush. I don't know if he's the real deal. <laughs> so, um, and I would love. I don't think this is going to happen. But if Kyron like slipped to round three or four. Him and Najee together? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. That's, That's a pretty good combination. Because y'all don't have a backup running back like that, do you? Um, Benny Snell. The kid oh, from Kentucky? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a Kyron type. He's a Kyron type. Without the hands, maybe. Yeah, I, was I would say take Kyron over him. Well, Rob, are you guys coming up for the Ohio State game? It's right we'll down the road for me. Game. And definitely the Ohio State game. We'll, we'll definitely be at the Blue and Gold, and we'll definitely be at the Ohio State game. Nice. Yeah, because I live in Gahanna, which is right a suburb of Columbus. So Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up in Ohio. So, um, Malik, or Malik, you know where Delphus, Ohio is? By Lima? Yeah, by Lima. Yeah, that's over there by Trotwood. That's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Delphus, so. Now that's, now that's out there now. Oh, yeah. It's in the state. Isn't that about Versailles or something like that? No, we're further north than that even. Um, okay, like like we're like uh, 45 minutes from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I knew a lot about – I mean, growing up so close to Indiana, like a lot of my teams were – I was a big IU basketball fan Yeah, uh, back in the day. But I'm still I'm, – I'm hoping this uh, Irish Hoops team can uh, do something in the tourney. It's been a frustrating uh, four years. Right. Well, Rob, we appreciate you for tapping in with us this evening, man. Have a great week. Great. You too. Thanks, guys. All right. That's our boy, Rob Tidoff, as always, joining us. Let's go to that cat, Dre. Dre Neely tapping in with us. Dre, what's up? Yo. TLC. Yeah, what we, up, got we got you, hey, man. What's going on with you? It's yeah, all good. Hey, I'm glad, hey, I'm glad y'all got the platform, man. Hey, you know, we needed it. You know what I mean? That's hey, right. Once I saw y'all was on, I was like, this is this is where it's at. This is where it's going to be where it's going to no uh, doubt. Malik, Malik, big fan, man. Hey, hey, I've been with the Irish since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, no man. Man. I feel you. But yeah. no, nah, um, 
You know, I've been on Tommy Reese, yo. You know, uh. Yeah, get on his ass. What is the offense like? I'm thinking, does does he wholesale switch it up? Because, you know, he ain't got the quarterback he normally had. I mean, Cone was nice. I mean, you know, as far as getting you lined up and stuff, you know, y'all guys know. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, and Ian Book got you lined up and stuff. Malik, you got you like. Buckner That's right. Running, I think- Buckner running guy. You know what I mean? He's a like, running guy. Are you going to run that rich? I say run the rich rod. You know, yeah, do a little. I think Pat White, Denar Robinson, you know, I mean, like get downhill. What y'all think about the offense? Like, you know, I know Brian Bristol got on me last week, last Saturday. I I said he should have ran the ball against Oklahoma State, you know. Yeah, he should have ran, definitely should have ran more, definitely should have ran more. And I do think for Tommy especially early on is going to be what's that chemistry like with Tyler in terms of what he likes and what he doesn't like early on. It's hard to really tell in practice. You can tell some situational things in terms of, okay, he probably likes this instead of that situationally, but in the game and in the floor games, it's going to be hard to tell the first year guy. I think he's the reason why it's a quarterback competition is because he feels more comfortable with Drew because Drew is more of a style that Tommy likes to coach similar to Jack. I think that's why we didn't see more of uh, Tyler in the bowl game because that was a passing game where he felt Jack was the guy that he can get on sync on on uh, mentally, which I mean they end up producing 500 yards on offense passing. That's the ball. true, and that's and that's a good thing as well. But in terms of that that other factor that that those guys don't have, which Tyler is bringing to the table. It'll be a challenge for Tommy to find what's that secret sauce that Tyler's going to be most productive with because I don't see Tyler throwing 61 times in a game like Jack did. That's just not the right. way Tyler be most productive for the team. So it's going to require that Tommy get more creative, which he has some flashes of back when Ian Book played against Clemson. That first half, he called a good game. You saw a lot of different players, a lot of different options that they use. But the RPO game is going to be big for Tyler Buckner early on when teams are trying to get that uh, that stack box to stop the run, because I do think we're going to run a lot more. But what's our one-on-one matchups is going to be the key for Tyler to be successful because they're going to give us that. And is his arm going to be there? Hopefully, because I hope he doesn't have another hamstring injury trying to run the ball hard as he does every play. Yeah, hey, that's real. For me, that Pat White offense, like you said, would be very interesting. But you know how Tommy is, man. Yeah, more than likely he's going to call the game and call the offense according to how he played the game, rather than building it around the quarterbacks he has in that quarterback room. Right, and you know, hopefully, we see a different Tyler Butler. Right, that's I mean that's that's the best what we hoping, hope. right? Right, that's what that's we're hoping. Right, that's right. what we're hoping. And what we mean by that, we don't mean someone that's going to come out throw for three fifty you know, throwing the ball 45 times. If Tyler Butler can throw the ball 30 times in the game, give you 250 yards with no interceptions, complete six of his passes, we're straight. For sure. Because we expect to run the ball. We expect to run that rock. Yeah, we expect to run that rock. Running backs, we done got all the Right. I thought the boys were going to get a good lather against Oklahoma State to show you what we was going to have this year, like. Right. I'm convinced that game uh, that game was I'm convinced that game was all meant to get Jack drafted. Okay. That had that had no no value for the I team if you really look at it. 
add no value for nobody on offense other than Jack Cone and Kevin Austin, maybe. That makes that's sense. Got to throw 60 times. That ain't like us. No, Ever. That's definitely not like us. No, nah, that's what that's what threw me off, you know. So he was like, man, Jack, you know, I love you so much like my son, man. I'm going to just ride you out to the sunset, let you go ahead and get this good tape. So you can yeah. show these coaches that you can get played in the next league. That's that makes that makes a hundred percent sense, <laughs> like for real. Well, Drake, hey. we appreciate you, my man. Oh yeah, no doubt. I love y'all boys. Y'all keep it up. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one, man. Our boy Juan Lozado tapping in with us. What's up, Juan? What's up, Juan? Fellas, what's going on, baby? I see you dropping the soft hat. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, you know, got a rep, baby. Got a rep, baby. Really. Rep all day. That's right. Outside till I die, baby. No <laughs> doubt. Uh-uh. Hey, hey, it's a pleasure, man. I just want to say I love what y'all do, man. Y'all keep my day going every day. I'm a single dad out here in Philly working hard. And, uh, man, y'all just make my day a lot easier, bro. You man, know what I'm saying? That's real, brother. Man, I've been waiting for a show like y'all for a long time, man. You know, I go back to the 80s with with the Irish. And um, I ain't got no specific connection. Just been the one game in my life, my lifetime, when I was uh, a jit back in the uh, eight, like 89 or something like that. Yeah. And um, ever since then, you know, I've just been turned on by the Irish. And I've been following, you know, Blue and Gold most of my life, Blue and Gold Illustrated. But they don't keep waiting. it real like we keeping it real. Nah, not at all. That's what I'm saying, man. I was waiting for something like y'all to pop up, man. Y'all <laughs> popped up on my radar, man. It's been, it's been gravy ever since, baby. But uh, yeah. keep up the great work, man. And uh, many blessings to you and your family, both of y'all families, man. Leave you and your little, your little one, your little shorty. I always see him in the background. <laughs> me, and me and my shorty, you know what I'm saying? They, I can't never go nowhere too far without them. Can't go too far without checking on it. Sure can't, man. You know, but uh, I love it, man. I love it, man. How old, and, is uh, How old is your little man? Well, my little man is five, and then I got a little baby girl who's uh, seven. Oh, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's I great. I tell yeah. Malika all the time, those girls hit different, man. They hit oh, different. Man. They hit Dude, different, they what? Man, boy. Little, uh, my, my, uh, their mom, you know, she's always... Uh, Letting them take pictures with other little, you know, boys and stuff. And oh, no, man. We got to be like, no, hey, hey, no, man, it's too early for that. You know what I'm saying, man? You can't be doing that to me, man. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of stress. A lot of stress on you guys, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who, who yep. do you think is going to be the breakout player on both sides of the ball? Uh, uh, my breakout player? Well, I, hey, I like the big I like the big man in the backfield. So I'm hoping let Malik uh, – Come through with his predictions, and uh, you know, Audric estimate come through. With yeah, his, uh, yeah, that's running, right. Running it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh, Jerome Bettis my idol, so you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the closest thing right there we got. You know, right. we don't even do big backs no more. That's the closest thing. Exactly, that's a fact. So you know, so I'm hoping Audric bust out this year and show you know show us show out, show what he could do. No doubt. What you got? Who you got on the defensive side of the ball? On the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I want to say, you know, um, Isaiah Foskey, obviously, but uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, uh, like you said, uh, Xavier Watts show out like you're yeah. expecting him to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm expecting big things. If he's planning on staying on, on that side of the ball and he's talking big, like, you know, like he's going to do his thing this year, then, man, we could have two safeties with him and Brandon Joseph locking it down back there. 
That's right. That's what it's called. Hey, man, that's going to be the no-fly zone. That's going to be the <laughs> MD no-fly zone, baby. You dig? So yeah, I think that might be the next T-shirt, right? Instead of no free estimate, zone. free estimate. Free <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like yeah. that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, Juan, we appreciate hey, man. you, man. Blessings to you and yes, your sir. family, man. Thank and you, man. Uh, thank you for all your support, man. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. All right, this is our last one for tonight. About to get to our boy Gene. Gene, what's good with it? What it is, people? Gene, what good, baby? Rocking, baby. Yeah, we out here. We out here, Gene. Okay, okay, okay. So what? What's your? Where you calling us from? So I'm in Arizona. As you can see, we got right. the the AZ flag, but would you see that right there, though? Oh. Yeah. Irish AZ flag. That's sweet. Yes, so sir. I got that from the alumni, the alumni club out here, the Phoenix Alumni Club. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. That was custom made, man. I thought you had that oh, yeah. They got us out here real flashy though. Yeah, oh straight up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was gonna say, yo, I appreciate y'all. Y'all literally get through. Y'all used to get my mornings going, but I guess y'all gotta be my commute now. So you know uh, that's all right. This that's is all right. But uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, as for uh, offense, I'm talking. I'm talking about the linemen because linemen just do it better. Because I'm a former lineman myself, so I can't wait to see this offensive line just move people around. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, some movies on the playground. Yes, just some people moving. You know what I mean? And I can't. I think one of the things I'm, I'm anticipating is like I want to see one of our big tackles like come around on a pull play and just knock some de. Just like unconscious, I don't want to say unconscious. I don't want no flag or nothing. But yeah, I just want to see somebody just get. Let him know. Let him know. Like we here. This ain't no play thing. I just yeah. ain't no play thing. You know what I mean? And then for defense, man, like legit. My wife, she's from Hawaii, so yo, I got it. I can't wait to see Maris come out, yo. I, I just yeah, can't Maris, wait. That's my God. Just kill it. Cause I, I, he just, you could just tell he's itching for it. So I just can't wait. Yo, Gene, my wife has been begging me to take her to Hawaii. What you? Why you waiting? Why you waiting? It's going to happen. Yeah, why you waiting? Why you waiting? Happen. But I'm asking you because I'm sure you've you've been there with your wife. We just got back in January. That's what's up. Where should I stay? Yeah, it's like yesterday. <laughs> Yo, it depends on what island you stay. My wife is from Oahu, so and and it's funny too. She's from the hood in Oahu, in Oahu too. So it's the hood. Why? Listen, it's not. Yes, listen, it's not too far where Manta is from. She's from a little spot in the middle called Wahiwa. Manta, them, they from Laie, and that's extra hood. Wow. Laie is hood, but Waiwa, yeah, man. Yeah, okay. it, it gets there. But yo, if you in Oahu, yo, and you trying to do like the little, you know, like the, you know, I'm trying to do the romantic thing, you know, you know, the romance thing, like Martin and Gina or something like that. Yeah. Yo, you could you could be in uh in Waikiki. We got this little spot that we go to every now and then. It's called uh the Ohana. The Ohana, yeah, the Ohana East. It's okay. in downtown Waikiki, yo. It's not too far from the beach. It's got a nice little corner on it. They got a little breakfast spot at the uh on the ground floor, and you right near everything, y'all. And it's 
it's pretty affordable too. It's not like no nothing crazy. So you be straight there. Okay. I'm good That's with you, man. Right See, it's not me. I would have gone a long time ago. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. worried about being on a plane that long. Hey, trust me. Oh, you know that. if you do it, if you can, just find a way to get on Hawaiian Airlines. Just do it. Okay. Spend a little extra, like 50 bucks a piece or whatever. Trust me, the experience, rather than riding like United or, uh, or American, worth it. And they give you rum punch on the way. Oh. They get you right, then. You landed with, right. with a thing with something to do. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. They show you that Aloha spirit before you even land. So you give mean? me your breakout player, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, defense, defense has got it's, it's got to be merged, like like legit. Okay. And then uh, offense, I'm a, I'm a lineman dude, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to see what Matt Fisher gonna do. A lot of people saying fish in the chat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wife is pulling into the garage. She's just messing up my vibes, yo. Right. <laughs> well, Gene, we're gonna let you go, man. See so you do your, your duties. <laughs> we appreciate you, big dog. Y'all be easy, yo. Great weekend, bro. All right, y'all too, yo. Yes, sir. Hey, man. We got to do this every Friday, bro. We might have to. We got to do this every Friday and let LL Nation jump on, man, because this this has been fantastic. We want to show how much we love and appreciate you guys. Like you said, we're almost at 2,000 subscriptions uh, and subscribers. It's all because of you. And all we because appreciate of you, you. And I think we had a super chat, so let me get that in. Yeah. G underscore Wiz 911. Big fan from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn at. We're Brooklyn at. We're Brooklyn at. Yeah. Love the show, fellas. Go Irish. That's what's up. Hey, man. It's, it's just great. It's great to have a community, to be able to talk Notre Dame football, to be able to talk culture. I had this, right? So give me your thoughts on two things, because this is for the Culture Friday. This Saturday, Drink Champs will have the game. And there's been a clip in their promotional piece where the game says Kanye did more for him in a weekend than Dr. Dre ever did for his career. You calling a cap on that, bro? I wouldn't. I mean, watching the June Yings or the the, the June the Genius. by by Kanye on your Netflix. And games biggest hits have been pretty much produced by Kanye. And I'm saying I think it's a little bit of appreciation, but also mixed with that's Kanye has always been like that. Yeah. You hear the stories of people saying he would always go above and beyond for the person first, you know, right. before he got on his Kanye type shit. But it was always he would go out his way and do the most for other people. So it, I'm not surprised by it because, I mean, essentially out of game, I mean, Dr. Dre is killing it. He's still an OG, and, you know, OG is going to make you sweat a little bit. Yeah, G Wiz, who just gave the super chat, said cap on the game for that. I can't wait to see the full context of what he said. You know, it was only a clip. 50 may have been a bigger influence than Dre. Well, I think, and I have to give a shout-out to Matt Hoffa, 
and his podcast because he brought this up recently. You know, if we're really talking about what went down between him and G-Unit and how everybody on that side turned their back on game strictly because of what was going on with him and 50. You know what I mean? So Dre turned his you back. Can't, off. Can't turn on 50 at that point. I mean, right. 50, 50 at that point. Right. Dropped him from aftermath, everything. So I just want to hear the context, you know, because look, he, he might be more important from his point of view. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he explains it. And because of that, I will say this. He put out it's, – it's strange because that cat game put out probably the, the most treacherous diss of a female I ever heard when he dissed Kim Kardashian in that song. Dude. <laughs> he, he was real reckless with the entire family. And the fact that him and Ye are back, now Ye is on his song throwing, you know, that verse about Pete Davidson is cold, though. Yeah, that was a good verse from Gay. I had to give it to him. So I can beat Pete Davis. <laughs> and like I said, I don't need him to go back to a dark place to get good music. I, I'm cool. I want to be at peace, mentally right, because I'm good. I have enough music from Kanye to live off of for the rest of my life. You yeah. Just be a good father and, you know, enjoy your life, man. You see how they do it too, and they try to take him down, man. Oh, yo, your thoughts on I've watched the third episode. Shout out to watching it, don't tell me about it, but I have watched Snowfall. Dude. Don't tell me about don't tell me about the genius part. You do you think we might have to take Louie out, man? Eventually, though. Louie, Louie on something, man. She don't have no direction. Well, first of all, she got she talked a man into the game, number one. But and, and, and Franklin said the best part. He said, you're right, Jerome. Right. You didn't want to do this. You didn't even want to do this. You didn't want to do this. This ain't you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. This, talk ain't, about it. this ain't you, Jerome. Right. That's why you told me to ask him. You're right. I should right. have. Because I said, you on my team for real. <laughs> and the fact she didn't have nothing to say. None. Is the problem because Frank is like, look, I got to deal with a guy that possibly killed my dad, and I'm not tripping, right? So right. I'm trying to stay on this money, and you talking about doing all type of whatever, you messing up the game. You messing up the game. This is CIA. What are you talking about? All you need to do is come up under this umbrella, and we and he like you can do 50 50. It's not even a problem. We make I'm flying planes, right? I'm 24 flying planes. I don't care. We making guap. What you get this money? And why they and why they always got the women ruining it? Why they? Well, Jerome love and Jerome and love. He ain't bought the horses. <laughs> he ready to retire. He ain't thinking nothing about no danger. He didn't want to be with his girl and retire. He ain't thinking nothing about nothing. So, frankly, like look. You done saw how I had to snap off Rob. Don't make me do it again. Because I'll do it. I done got a random chick pregnant. I'm calling her random. I done got a random chick pregnant. I got to take care of this baby. I'm calling her random. Until I see more storyline. Right. Random. 
Shout out to our boy Brandon Plesser tapping in. What show we talk about here? We're talking about Snowfall on FX. Tommy is slow for me. Have you watched Tommy or Force? You're talking about Power Four. Yes. Have you watched Force? Oh, you, it's, it's filmed in Chicago. Let me tell you this, bro. <laughs> let me let me let me put Lena Waif on the petty train. Oh, here we go. Let me put Lena Waif on the petty train. I have seen and heard more Chicago lingo in the first two episodes of Power Four than I've heard on the shy in like four seasons. Really? I tell people all the time the shy is so far from being authentic. And I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. And Lena, Lena grew up on the South Side and she moved to Evanston, which is what Northwestern is, when she was 12. So people try to take her car. People try to take her car. I just think Lena and her writing style, she tries to force a lot of content because of who she is into the yeah. mix instead of just being authentic about what she ain't doing too much. You want to do on a show all the stuff. It's like vomit. It's like, oh, you're giving us too much. Yeah. Yeah. Stick so to like the Brandon, story. You're trying Brandon to be too. Said, 2020. We need to hear more. Uh, Tommy, yes. Joseph Sakura, who plays Tommy, is from Chicago. You can go back. He did a commercial with Michael Jordan back in the 80s when he was like eight years old at McDonald's. So, like, his roots are all Chicago. All well, Tommy Chicago. Egan is up there. Egan is up there. And you can talk about the plot is slow. I agree with you. It is slow. I agree with I, you. Let me, let me give you the best. Let me give you the best example of when I was like, oh, yeah, this Chicago. The two brothers. Yeah, the black dude. They were in the boxing gym. And Tommy was like, yo, this between me and your brother. And he jumped up and he was like, all right. When he said, all right, I was like, that's a Chicago dude. That's how we talk. <laughs> Whatever we're about to say. <laughs> Only a Chicago dude would say that. They started yeah. like that. All right. I was like, okay. That's Whoever's doing the writing is doing their homework. That's believable. Making sure. And Drake nearly knows what I'm talking about. Whoever's doing the writing is making sure that the show is really authentic. And what else is authentic? He's right. When Tommy was looking at the map, Chicago's different. I just told you about 63rd, bro. If you walk down 63rd and you're not from here, make sure you're on the right side of the street. Because <laughs> Chicago is chopped up, man. It's literally chopped up. Within neighborhoods, it's not like this is Queens. You know what I'm saying? Like Ghost, he would he had his connect in Queens. He had his connect in the Bronx. He had his connect in Harlem. He had his connect in Manhattan. No, Chicago's a lot more volatile, bro. It's chop chop. It's chop chop. You going to see a girl in high school? You taking the bus? You driving over there? You turn down that block? Get out the car? She better be outside. She better be outside like he good. He's with me. Here we go. And it better not be anybody on the block that's previously hit. Because it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. It's real, man. 
Brandon Plissard. He just he look. Hurts. Sometimes, sometimes the truth hurts. I don't know about other people, but it just hurts sometimes. What's Now I got it back. Yeah, I think Malik Lowkey does love when I turn up. Because I really, what I do is I turn, I open the door for him. Open the door. <laughs> yeah, I kick the door in and he comes in blazing. That's why he loves when I turn up. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, we got the okay to go ahead and turn up. Yeah, straight up. Brandon Plissett said, bro, I did have a pretty tense moment in downtown Chicago after a concert a few months ago. It's, yo, it's, oh, you were walking through Tent City? Yeah, so you were down there by Lower Wacker. Yeah, that's where they filmed Batman at, bro. <laughs> by the way, I heard this new Batman is absolutely amazing. You going to check it out this weekend? So I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. I went to the matinee and actually watched it at 11 a.m. You're a smart dude. Now, did you watch it yet? No. I'm probably going to hit it up Monday. I can't. I don't want to. No, no, no. Lee, I'm not one of those people that get mad when people talk about a movie and I haven't seen it. Okay. it right, so let's just let's just go over real quick. Okay. My beef is that this movie could have been the same way, but without the suit. Because they got Batman such a regular civilian. Like mm. the nigga's getting beat up. Mm. He's getting beat up. He don't have no real technology for real. They, they, you know, you like, damn, you like, I get I, I ain't afraid for real. I, yeah. I rock bank with Batman yeah. for real. Cause he's so vulnerable. Like, right, right. So they made this really realistic, if anything, where it's yeah. like, all right, Batman ain't out here. Just now they made it unrealistic towards the end where you like, all right, you ain't. You ain't you ain't doing all of that, Batman. Gotcha. But but the storyline is good because this is the first time where it's like, okay, this is some this is a it's a it's a real it's a real hero story, yeah. but it's, it's some stuff that would actually happen. Like, okay, you actually, you know, you don't beat the bad guy this time. You know what I mean? You do you don't beat him, you beat him, but you don't really beat him for real. So you you feel like okay I can get into it more for the for the storyline because it's like okay this is some shit that if it really happened you know Batman just a regular dude you know it's yeah. the first where you can feel like Batman's a regular dude he's special and all that but he's still a regular dude right so it makes it less Marvel and more like okay this could have been like a Taken film mm. you know more was, of like how was the Riddler as far as a villain. It just shows that it, it makes you feel like, man, anybody could have tricked Batman for real. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what make the movie like good because it's like, okay, I could have got this nigga. You know, I mean, I could have, I could have tricked. I mean, it was good how he got him and everything, but it was like, man, it's just, it's just a dude I just got a beef with. It ain't even like, you know, this is Batman verse. But this is kind of like a continuation because they kind of went back, right? Yeah, like, definitely. You Batman. definitely get the continuation. You definitely get the continuation at the end, right? Right. Where right. it ties it all together, you go, okay, I got it. But you're gonna be like, man, like Batman is really not the Batman from the Joker movie. Oh no! 
yeah, he's way less, way less, you know, of a mystical, like, oh man, this man untouchable. You know, you right. worried about this dude. Right. It's more of like uh criminal minds, it's more of like a it's a it's a really good episode of criminal minds. Okay, where the where the dude really really has some shit you like, oh he got he got me watching, you know what I'm saying? But he definitely uh man, it was a good movie. <laughs> It was, it was a little longer than it should have been because you like, all right, bro, I ain't need all that. And, and, and it kind of ties in the whole, like, uh, the whole, like, man, Batman really just a normal guy that's in love, bro. It's, it's, it, they made it like that. They didn't make it more like the superhero on the hit, on the heroic trajectory. It's more like this man, like, could have got whooped by me for real if I was really, you know, on that type of time. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to check you it. You don't out. like it though. It's, it's it's one you're gonna be mad, but you're gonna be like, okay, I get it. It's realistic, you know. You know me, man. I'm all about Batman, bro. You know what time it is. Me too. Let's get it. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Pettiest Story of the Day, each and every day right here, Lucky Lucky Podcast. I'm sorry, bro. After what I saw last night, I gotta, I have to throw LeBron James. Ah, uh, here we go. I know Russell Westbrook on the I Petty train, bro. There. I knew you was going there. That's a hater. Man, look, man. You about to hate. No, Just because Chicago no, is no, 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 no. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens when you're not from a place. Here we oh, are. This is what happens when you're not from a place. I don't care who you are, bro. You cannot admit ever that the Clippers are a better team. Ever. Ever. They are. Dude, you got Reggie Jackson out there seawalking, crossing cats over, talking trash, talking trash to LeBron, telling him no. When he's trying to go up for a layup and he strips him. Come on, man. At the end of the day, you have to just pretty much say, look, we'll see you in the playoffs. Maybe. No, name me one other Laker in the history. Kobe would have never been like, even when he had torn his Achilles. Kobe a lot of pity was out there. Kobe would have never said. Kobe not better than LeBron. That's not the point, man. Stop being sensitive, dude. It's not sensitive. It's like how can you look at you? You get you about to defend him. You about to turn into an attorney right now. All I'm saying is that's like saying Carson Wentz should be as upset as a Peyton Manning during the season. During no, 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 no. That's not that's not the point. You totally missing the point. Peyton Manning and Carson and Carson Wentz are on different different levels. No, my point is when you know better, you do better. And I don't even blame LeBron James because he doesn't know better because he's from Akron. He wasn't drafted to the Lakers. 
Did he win a championship for these ungrateful he LA? Won. He wasn't drafted. He wasn't drafted by the Lakers. He doesn't have Laker blood running through his veins. He's all he won a championship, bro. He's all Cavalier, bro, and that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I can tell you now. Hey, I'll explain it to you. Ask Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis won a championship for the Lakers. Ask Anthony Davis what runs through his veins. He's gonna tell you. He's gonna tell you. He's gonna tell you. No, he's gonna tell you Chicago. He said it before. Well, he was a part of the Lakers, and he came here for the All-Star game. They asked him, even though you're in L.A., what city has the best basketball? He said, hands down, Chicago is the best basketball in the country, period. He, he's and in the wait a minute. He didn't he's stop there. All the time. He didn't stop there. He said, Chicago runs through my veins, and before I end my career, I'm going to make sure I try to become a Chicago Bull. These were his words. So I don't care what team he plays for. Chicago runs through his veins. Are you sure he can make it there? LeBron James. Yeah, he's on IR right now. He's on IR. Like you on LeBron injury. James is a transport, my dude. How? That dude is not a Laker. Stop trying to make him a Laker, dude. He's, he's not. a Laker because he won a championship. Come on, man. How Ooh. many guys go to teams and don't win really? championships? How many teams? How many teams Chris Paul went to and didn't win no championship? He is a Laker. He don't want oh, it. He's him. LeBron is just as LeBron is just as much a, a Miami Heat as Dwayne Wade. LeBron won championships. In Miami. Wait a minute. Answer the question. If LeBron, LeBron went down, James Miami, just as much a Miami Heat as Dwayne Wade. Is Kevin Durant as much as a Warrior as Steph? No. Heck no. Are you okay. for real? That dude okay. and Clay built the foundation of that thing. I agree. I'm just saying it don't matter. He won a championship. That is, dude, that logic is ridiculous. What are you talking about? If LeBron goes to Miami, he's good no matter where he goes. Yeah, but D-Wade had a championship before he came. So That's what? The point. What do you mean, so what? LeBron can go to the same clubs, hotels, bars, restaurants, malls, stores, anything he wants to. It's, not called, it's not called Bron County. It's, it's not. Called, it's called Wade County. Ron got his own county. He got his own state. It's In called Ohio. Ohio. It's, that's yeah. my point. And he makes his look. Okay, okay. He's like a snake. Anywhere he goes, he just puts a perimeter around it, Come builds on. it, grows it, and then just adapts to it. That's yeah. what he does. Okay. Okay. All right. And Russell, Russell Westbrook, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. Talking about you don't have no expectations. You just live in life. Man, go be with your family then, man. If you don't have any expectations, I don't need to play with you. I just don't. I don't need to play with you. You don't have no expectations to win at all? You're just out here playing. We playing hey, horse? Hey, you in the NBA making $40 million. I wouldn't care neither. <laughs> man, we thank you for getting up with us this week. And we'll check in with you on Monday. We appreciate you as always. Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, Premium American Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. For that dude right there, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. We'll get back at you. Don't forget, special guest next Thursday, former Notre Dame quarterback, Brandon Winbush. Brandon.
on the podcast next Thursday at 5.30. We spin it different right here on the Lucky Duffy Podcast.